Hello, Facebook friends. I think I am live. I'm going to enter full screen here and see. I think I am live. I think my camera is high. All right. Hello. 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 It's good to see any of you on here live. I can't see you on here. I'm going to try to watch on my phone a little bit. Um, I can't see you because I am in Zoom. So it's kind of a Catch 22. I like to be um, I like to be on live where I can see if people are commenting and stuff, but I can't share my screen when they do that. So I'm on here now sharing my screen. So if you are listening to the replay of this, if you are watching it at the blog or in Donna's intermittent fasting group, uh, you will see the visuals, the charts that I'm going to be using. If you are listening to it on the podcast, um, you will. Um, not be able to see those. So uh, my um, tech girl will put the links to the chart so that you can get to them, uh, whether you are in YouTube, the blog, or uh, po the podcast app. So welcome. I'm so glad to be here with you for broadcast number, I believe it's 56. And it is a subject that I've touched on many different times in a lot of different episodes. But I find that with so many people, especially joining the blog. So if you have not subscribed to DonnaReach.com, you'll get all the freebies that I give all the time and all the training will come into your email inbox. It's DonnaReach.com. And uh, so you won't miss anything there, but lots of new subscribers to the blog. And I know a lot of you are taking advantage of the free intermittent fasting charts and the free intermittent fasting webinar and so forth that I have there. So thank you for joining me on those. But this topic is one that I see so much uh, confusion around and a lot of the uh, areas that I had confusion about, you know, thinking, uh, many of you know my story, I began intermittent fasting because I heard you could eat anything you wanted. So here I was, I want to be an intermittent faster because I want to eat whatever I want. I'm tired of all of these different protocols that were keeping me from eating my favorite foods all the time. And of course, I have since learned a lot about what intermittent fasting does to your body and your mind, and your hormones, and your neurotransmitters, such as dopamine and um, serotonin and so forth, and how these are all, these all come together for what I like to call the perfect storm of weight loss. You probably heard me say that before. So I'm going to use the chart from another episode um, because I want to explain some of the differences between the different eating protocols and what causes weight loss inch loss and craving loss uh, through intermittent fasting. And I think that you, we can make a better decision, day, better decisions day by day as to whether we want to fast longer, fast shorter, have a shorter eating window, have a longer eating window, have one meal, have two meals, have grazing, have no grazing, have a meal and snack, or just have eating episodes and, that, and have that be it have a long eating window, have a short eating window. When we understand how all of those things come into play um, to help us lose weight, inches, and cravings. So the first of all is always uh, the question of the IF magic. And you probably heard me say that intermittent fasting feels like magic. And I like to clarify that because when I say that, I don't mean that if you go without food for a period of time, it's magic, you lose weight. Just like if you take a pill, you can magically lose weight. And I think those of us who are in our 50s have come to understand that there is no magic pill, path, 
potion, right? There is none. And so we have to instead uh, put together a protocol, an approach, uh, a lifestyle that we can do forever. And so the lifestyle is, and that will lead to weight loss and ultimately our weight uh, goal, our ideal body weight goal. So there are some magical aspects to intermittent fasting, but it's not magic that you fast and then you just drop pounds magically, right? So instead, the IF magic is how it reduces insulin, right? Because we're not eating all the time and spiking our insulin all the time. And that reduces our hunger and our cravings. How we are controlling hunger just amazing, amazing, amazing. One of the greatest things about intermittent fasting to me for sure has been controlling hunger by having control, manipulating, um, kind of biohacking those hunger and satiety hormones of ghrelin and leptin. And even to the point where um, sometimes I still marvel that I can look at my clock and it's like 18 hours and I didn't even have a hunger pain yet. You know, I mean, that doesn't happen unless it's through the magic of IF, right? We can bet if I had even eaten a half of a bagel, I took two hours prior to that time, I would have been starving by then, right? So we have that magical aspect of intermittent fasting. Um, definitely inch loss. My husband and I both wear smaller sizes um, than our weight would indicate. So we might weigh a certain weight and I have friends who are that height and weigh that weight and they're like, how can you wear that size? We can't even you know, fasten those jeans or whatever. And yet my whole closet contains that size. And that is because of how uh, our body goes into fat burning and it helps us to lose inches. I'm gonna show you all this on the chart in just a minute. And um, then it helps us keep all of our food intake into a shortened period of time. And I've really only come to appreciate this more and more um, as time has gone by with our intermittent fasting journey. Most of you know that my husband and I have been intermittent fasting. I've been intermittent fasting for two years. He will be two years in December when he realized that he could no longer take me dancing. And he said, I have to change this. I know, I know, I know, I know. 50 some, almost 60 years old and he's still doing those things for me. I'm so, so, so grateful. So basically my husband lost 120 pounds for me. And that is unreplaceable. That is just absolutely amazing. I can't even believe it. I'm so, 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 so grateful to him. Um, so for Louise, let's get to our screen sharing here. The whole reason that I am on Zoom and not really with you. All right, so here we go, screen share. And we're going to look at the chart that many of you seen, have seen before, the, uh, the pie chart right? So this, these are four ways that we lose pounds, inches, and cravings through intermittent fasting. All right, so all three of those things are happening all the time through intermittent fasting. The first way is that we become fat adapted, and that causes us to burn body fat. So this is similar to being on the keto diet. Um, many of you have probably been on keto before. Maybe you've tried keto and um, didn't enjoy the food or uh, the fat levels or uh, the amount of fat that you ate, um, the lack of maybe um, starches and legumes and tubers and, and whole grains and things like that. Uh, for whatever reason, people, some people do not like keto, but we go into ketosis. We go into body fat burning through intermittent fasting. The difference between this keto and the keto with 
um, the keto diet is that the keto diet, as long as you stay on that keto diet, you're always in ketosis. You're always in fat burning. But with intermittent fasting, you will be in fat burning as long as you're fasting, right? The other difference is that on the keto diet, you still have to burn through the uh, dietary fat first before you can burn body fat. But in intermittent fasting, we burn through everything that's stored, everything that's circulating, and then we start burning body, body fat. We do not have any dietary fat that we're eating. You know, like keto diet, eat 75% fat. We're not eating that fat. We're eating nothing. So we go in to fat burning. The body becomes a fat burner rather than a sugar burner. As insulin drops, the body no longer stores fat and glucagon, which is a fat releaser, rises. And fat adaption is affected by the length of the fast, right? So the longer we fast, the more our bodies become fat adapted in part because it also has something to do with what we ate yesterday and the day before that. And if we didn't put a lot of processed foods into our body, um, then we will burn through things faster and we will go into fat burning earlier. So it's, it's kind of a, a devil situation there where you, it is affected by the fast greatly, but we can get into it faster if we didn't eat a lot of processed food the day before. Number two, muscle is retained while fat is burned. And this makes you lose inches. And this is really what causes us to shrink our fat. This is what really causes us to look smaller than what the scale would indicate. So muscle is preserved. Oh, I don't know how to, sorry about that. Muscle is preserved until we use up almost all of our body fat. And then human growth hormone, HDH is increased and we just start shrinking. Very, very cool. So that is one way that we are losing inches during the fast. And that is completely affected by our fasting time. Number three, a slight reduction in calories over time causes weight loss, right? Most of us would agree that we are going to lose pounds according to how much we eat. And even to a certain extent, the kinds of foods we eat, because when we process foods, we crave more and we overeat more, right? There's over hunger and there's over desire and processed foods cause over desire. And I'm gonna be teaching about this a lot coming up on the, on the blog and in the Facebook group as I go into emotional eating and as I go into what happens with the neurotransmitters and the brain and the serotonin and the dopamine and so forth. Because as we eat more processed foods, we want more processed foods. So mostly though, we have this window of time to eat food in and the nice thing about it is it's shorter. So that's very, very, very cool. So we don't overeat as much because it's shorter. We have our leptin and ghrelin more under control. So we don't get as hungry as quickly. And leptin we tells us that we're full sooner. But a lot of people about the three week mark in intermittent fasting are like, wow, what just happened? How did I feel satisfied with a much smaller amount of food? Very, very amazing. Intermittent fasting is magic. All right. And the, um, that same appetite correction, the controlling of ghrelin and leptin and uh, keeping insulin low, that same process or in part that same process, not the exact process, but those same processes, they also um, help us choose healthier foods. 
So, you know, if you're like me, you probably heard me say, how in the world do I eat green vegetables every day? Mostly salads. How, how does that even happen now? You know, what, what happened to me? It's, it's pretty remarkable. And um, then of course the leptin tells us that we're full. So our calorie reduction is based on the fasting period that causes all those magical things to happen. It's based on the eating window where we eat less and even eat better and eat fewer calories and eat healthier foods and eat um, fewer foods that cause that dopamine spike that we can't stop, like fewer cupcakes, fewer. I mean, just I, I just told um, all my kids, I told a couple of my kids yesterday that I had one donut in like five months. And I used to eat donuts at least three times a week. Um, so I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say except magic. <laughs> All right, number four, metabolism is boosted, resulting in more calorie burning. Okay, it's uh, suggested that we can burn, we can boost our metabolism by up to 14% through intermittent fasting. And since we're burning fat, not muscle, that preserves our muscle. So we don't lose the stuff that makes us look good. We lose the fluffiness, as I like to say. How cool is that? So those are all ways that we lose with intermittent fasting. Here it is in just a little um, uh, snapshots there, but those are the ways. And I'm gonna keep this up here while I talk about the uh, eating window protocols and the effect that those have on these four things. Because everything that we do, whether we're fasting or eating, and then what we're eating, how long we're fasting, all of those things will come into play with these four different uh, criteria fat, losing pounds, inches, and cravings with intermittent fasting. So let's first of all look at 16-8, um, right? This is a common fasting protocol. And for those of you who've never heard of this before, it's 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating, all right? A 16-8 is extremely healthy. Some of, the, some of the very first foundational intermittent fasting protocols out there were developed around the 16-8 protocol. You may have heard of some of those, um, I think it's uh, uh, Lingo. Um, I can't remember the other guy. But anyway, they are, it's a very, very healthy approach. For one thing, it's extremely sustainable. And anything that is extremely sustainable is amazing. Can I get an amen? I mean, seriously, that is the best. Whatever is sustainable is the best. That's the very best thing that you can do is what you can do. Ah, it's kind of poetic in a very um, non-rhyming way. So anyway, the deal with 16-8 though, and the reason why people shy away from it is because that 16 hours might not be enough for you to get into fat burning and actually start burning your body's fat stores, which doesn't mean you won't lose weight because a lot of people lose weight on Twinkie diets and baked potato diets and egg diets and Weight Watchers and meal delivery and calorie counting and carb cycling and all kinds of ways. So it's not like if I'm not in that range of body fat burning, I can't lose weight. It's just that it's so much easier to lose weight in that. It's so much easier to maintain all of this. Um, I'm not really sure what to do about updates on my screen share when I'm on here. I've got to figure that out. Okay, 
So it may not be enough to get into fat burning depending on what you ate. More than likely, the majority of people who I have seen practicing 16-8, and this is, I don't say anything across the board or always, 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 or never, 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 right? We learned that in episode 54 about research, right? Never say never. All right. Um, but a lot of those are people who are eating very, very healthy diets. So they're doing 16A, not necessarily as a food control mechanism, but they are doing it instead um, as an augment to their great diet. So maybe they are whole foods, maybe they're all real foods, maybe they're nutritarians, maybe they're vegans, vegetarians, um, something like that. A lot of keto people do 16A, um, but really with keto, you can go really long on fasting. If you, if you don't mind the keto diet and you're not worried about all the fat and all, all the meat and all the cheese and all the, yeah. Anyway, if you're not worried about all that, you can go a really long time on, with fasting because you are keeping that insulin so low all the time that your hunger is at bay. Um, but it's very, it's more challenging to do uh, for sure. So the thing is that eight hours on a typical American diet or a sad standard American diet, people who want to eat whatever they want, okay, that is not going to probably lead to weight loss unless that 16-8 is two meals and it's very, very controlled. And that's why I said a lot of people who do 16-8 are following really healthy protocols and they're not necessarily doing it because they need that, uh, the weight, they need it to lose weight, their food protocol is causing them to lose weight, to be healthy, to maintain their weight. They're just doing 16-8 because it is so healthy and it's great for the brain. So, um, you know, that is, that is why many people who start out, you know, I see it all the time in groups. I'm in different dieting groups, Disney dieting, <laughs> all these groups. And I see it all the time where people are like, I'm going to start intermittent fasting. I'm going to do 16-8. How fast will I lose weight? And they're also wanting a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times to eat whatever they want. And that's not going to have any effect. That'll have no more effect on your pound loss. If you eat whatever you want and you eat processed foods and everything, 16, eight, than if you um, overslept and missed breakfast and just started eating at noon, right? Right. But people often do 16, eight for the health benefits and with a healthy diet, it's very healthy. All right, so 18, six and 19, five, I've grouped these two together because both of these are often long enough to get into fat burning mode. Again, depending on what you ate, the day before. So many of you heard me say this, but what you eat each day during the fast, then you burn through circulating glucose and that's anything that was turned. I am so sorry that I don't know what to do with that. I will fix that for you, for all of us, for me, I'm going crazy. All right. So, um, it is, uh, uh, I don't know if somebody's commenting or not. That's what I don't like about this uh, Zoom thingy here. I like using the chart, but I'm sorry. Here we go. Um, it is, uh, you're going to burn through the circulating glucose. So anything you ate yesterday, okay, you're going to burn through that. And then if you're still fasting and you burn through that, then you're going to burn through any stored glycogen in the liver and the muscles. Hit training will burn through it really fast. All right. And 
So depending on what you ate the day before, whether you worked out and all that, 18.6 and 19.5 can get you into fat burning then. And uh, even though 18.6 and 19.5 can seem challenging, they are actually not once your body adapts to it in three weeks or so. I mean, it's just not any big deal after a while. It becomes a way of life. Your body adjusts to it. It's not like you're white. Yes, you are white knuckling during the first three weeks, maybe only two in some cases, but then you're not white knuckling anymore. You will feel no different at 16 or 17 or 18 hours than you felt when you went to bed the night before usually. And um, it's, it's actually really cool. It's cool because all of those years that many of us who are older and have spent a lifetime trying to lose weight, all of those years that we spent trying to figure out how to control hunger, how to control cravings, how to control appetite. And here intermittent fasting does it for us. We just have to get through this first three or four weeks. Now, um, the problem with 18.6 and 19.5 is that you can still overeat, right? Who cannot eat 2000 calories at a pizza place with pizza, breadstick, a salad with um, dressing and um, a soda. Everybody can eat 2000 calories and that's way too many for most women. And so even though you burn through your stored glycogen, you burn through your uh, circulating glucose, you have you know, gotten, you've boosted your metabolism, you have raised that uh, human growth hormone so that you are uh, burning body fat and you're getting trim and you're keeping your muscle and all that kind of stuff. You still overate in that period of time. And so you still didn't lose weight, right? Because you have more than your body needs. And no amount of fasting, pills, potions, or anything is going to just magically make an extra 400 calories or however much you ate disappear, right? So the problem is that you can still overeat. And especially if you are grazing, right? Eating throughout the whole period of time of your eating window. And especially if you're eating processed foods because um, leptin, our satiety hormone, often doesn't recognize drinks, shakes, Sometimes people are really full from smoothies and shakes, and sometimes they're not. Um, it depends on probably how much fiber you have in those uh, and then how full you are. Remember, fiber is fluffy and fluidy. That's what we like to eat during our eating window. Um, but leptin will not recognize processed foods, and so that's why we can just eat popcorn, 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 M&Ms, M&Ms, M&Ms at the movie theater until we've had two or 3,000 calories and we don't even realize it, right? And it is because our body doesn't say, hey, you're full, but bring out a baked potato and a salad and a piece of steak and we'll be stuffed in no time for a thousand calories. Isn't that remarkable? Real foods tell us that we are full because leptin recognizes them because that is how we were made to eat, right? You stop and think about our ancestors, hunter-gatherers, whatever you want to call them, they did not have access to processed foods, so they ate real foods and that satisfied them. So we are made to respond to real foods in terms of satiety. We are not made to respond to processed foods. So 18.6, can be two meals, it can be one snack and one meal, it can be whatever you want it to be for weight loss, but it will be have to be controlled. 
right? And I see this all the time in some of the bigger intermittent fasting groups. I love those groups because there are so many people sharing their experiences and things. And um, as we grow, I hope that that will happen in our group as well. Uh, some people do share and I really appreciate that. Um, but in the big groups, you see people say, you know, I lost 50 pounds the first few months and now, you know, I have 50 to go, or I have 40 to go and it's not coming off, right? It's because they are relying on, see if I can screen point to some things, they're relying on the fast here, the fast here, and the metabolism here, and they're not considering possibly, this could be the problem, not considering uh, the reduction in calories that they need to make as they get closer and closer to their goal weight. Smaller bodies need smaller amounts of food, right? And so as you lose weight, you need less and less food. And so, you know, what started out, I know like my husband has lost almost 120 and I've lost almost 150 of that has been in the last couple of years. And uh, we both now have to be very nuanced and really um, specific and really um, cautious of our food because now we're within under 20 pounds from our goals and our bodies just keep needing less and less the closer we get to our goal and we have to get more and more accurate with our foods and so forth. And so when you see people, you know, who post their before and after pictures and when they're at goal, you know, there's always this long thread of how'd you do it? Give us your diet. What'd you eat? How long did you fast? You know, all of those things. And rightly so, we success stories are amazing. We want to know. And then they'll come along and they'll say, IF 19.5 or 18.6 and keto, right? 19.5 and vegan. 19.5 and vegetarian. It is because those last 20 pounds, those last 10 pounds, they have gotten very specific. And even people who are not that specific, but who do one meal a day, if you ever notice people who post their meals and things like that, they're not eating Cheetos and Doritos and M&Ms and French fries and things like that. Not at their small, small, smallest weight, only as exceptions, right? Only as what I call in my trainings, the fun foods times. Otherwise, where people who want to be at their goal weight are eating goal weight foods, right? We want to weigh a certain amount. We have to eat to that, what it takes to be that. We have to eat that type of lifestyle and that type of approach to weigh that amount. All right, so let's move on down to 24 and 21.3. Okay, now it is true. These longer fasts are going to give the body a chance to be in fat burning better. But again, it's not mandatory. Right, it's not mandatory that you only eat one plate a day or that you fast 21 hours. Okay, that's totally up to you. Maybe you like one eating instance better and you wanna put all of your food intake into that one eating instance. So you fast 23-1 and you truly only eat once a day. And in that time you eat whatever you want. And a lot of people who eat whatever they want will do that. They will do 23-1, they'll only eat once a day, they don't even eat for a full hour, and they can pretty much eat whatever they want because they'll be too full to overeat when they only when they put all of their food intake into one hour. All right, so uh, it is harder to sustain for sure because you would never have, like those of us who are doing 18-6 and 19-5, we can tweak things, you know, like my husband and I do two meals a day, a smaller meal and then a regular meal. 
uh, never a bigger meal. There's no such thing as a bigger meal when you're uh, trying to get down to goal, but a smaller meal and a, and a medium meal, so to speak. But if you put everything you're going to eat in that one time period, that one hour, whatever, then you are, you know, you are limiting yourself. It's, it's more difficult to sustain that, right? Because you are never going to, like with 19.5 and 18.6, and we can tweak it. Like yesterday, my son texted and said, hey, we're going to stop by at this and this time. Is that good? Will you guys be done working? So on and so forth. And I texted back and said, hey, yeah, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. That'd be perfect. We haven't eaten yet. So tell us if you want food and I'll make something and we'll adjust our window, right? But with 23-1, you know, if you, you know, if you're only going to eat once, then you don't have that adjustment. If you have five or six hours to play with, you have that adjustment that you can make. So most people call 24 and 21-3 OMAD, um, but a true OMAD uh, would be more of the 23-1, right? Or I mean, 23-1, yeah, 23-1. And usually people who are talking about OMAD, they're doing a snack or like an appetizer and then a meal and then possibly a dessert, all right? But still, when you're down to those last 10 to 20 pounds, the processed foods, the desserts, the things in packages, they're going to just be too, too, too many calories. Like the other day, I wanted a fun size package of M&M peanuts. You guys know M&Ms are my favorite. 100 calories, 10 grams of carbs. You know, it was like, this is doable. But you open it up and there are like five M&Ms in there. And I could literally have two small apples. And my M&Ms would be gone in 90 seconds, maybe. I mean, even just slowly, we're talking a couple of minutes, right? And two apples, slice them up put them in a bowl, you've got a 15 minute snack, right? You also have real food, right? <laughs> so you have the uh, micronutrients and the macronutrients as well. So these things all come into play, right? There are many factors to consider. And the real question goes back to what I just said a little bit ago, and that is the idea of sustainability. What can you do? Which of these can you do? Can you truly, truly do, right? And, uh, I was, we used to do OMAD, more of an OMAD approach, like 24 or 19.5. Um, but I, for me personally, I would rather eat and then three hours later or four hours later, eat another meal as opposed to snack, meal, dessert, because in this time I wasn't hungry. And so I was eating when I wasn't hungry. And that goes against everything that I think that we should do in terms of watching for hunger signals and waiting to eat. Some people get hungry enough within four hours for that snack, meal, and dessert. Some people do not. And so I just went to the two meal idea because then I was stretched it out. So I eat like at three and seven or two and six or something like that. But, but the point is what I do and what somebody else does might not work for you. So you have got to do whatever is sustainable for you. You have to do whatever you can truly do for the rest of your life, knowing that it is worth it to adapt one, adopt one of these uh, intermittent fasting protocols. And you can even change it. Like uh, today, I think I was 21 hours. Yesterday, I was 17. So you can even change it to whatever you know works for you. And you can alter it day by day. But the benefits of intermittent fasting that you see, and there are so many besides these. These are just ways we lose pounds, inches, and cravings. Um, but there are so many benefits and, and intermittent fasting has helped us do the things with foods 
that we were never able to do before intermittent fasting. We were just talking about this the other day that, you know, we went to uh, uh, children's resale that we go to for our grandkids every year. And a few years ago, when we went, we would always stop and get breakfast on the way and then go and, you know, go through the drive-thru, get breakfast sandwiches and Diet Coke, you know, and we were just talking about how you could never start eating at eight in the morning, how that would feel, it would feel so weird, but B, we would also have all those hours from eight to eight of food and how much overeating that would result in. Because unless you're gonna eat carrots and cottage cheese and chicken breast six times, you can't eat six times a day at your goal weight. Unless you're going to just, as I say in my uh, webinars, eat nibbles, right? <laughs> unless you're going to just eat nibbles. So it's worth it to find the intermittent fasting protocol that works for you because it's going to make everything about weight management easier. It's, it's just like, it's just the, the magic, right? That doesn't, it doesn't magically remove pounds from you, but instead it magically makes removing pounds easier. It just, it does things to your body, your mind, your brain, your hormones that nothing else can do for you to help you be able to sustain a lifestyle of weight management. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Broadcast, I believe, number 56. It will be up at the blog soon and at YouTube and at the um, podcast, uh, a couple of different podcast places. The outline will also be there. And I hope that you will join me just in time for the holidays. So at the end of the month, we will be signing up for the November uh, session of the Intermittent Fasting Course. And it is a 30-day uh, course, 21 days of 30 minute video, 20 to 30-minute videos each day, taking you every single day, step-by-step, step, taking you by the hand, incrementally getting you fasting, getting you through the hangries, everything you need to know to be able to fast well. And then the last week, it's all live Q&As and um, just in time for the holidays, just in time to get to go into Thanksgiving, being fully fat adapted, ready to fast, have a longer window on Thanksgiving, and then jump right back on the day after, breeze through the holiday season. It is truly amazing. I started at the end of October. My husband started on December 5th, and we both lost over those holidays. So um, it definitely can happen and it can happen for you. So thank you so much for joining me. I'll stop my sharing here. Thank you so much for joining me on this broadcast. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. The next broadcast will not be uh, a regular longer broadcast like this one. It will be our fifth and final video in the emotional eating series. So if you want help with the emotional eating, uh, join Donna's Intermittent Fasting Group if you are not a member of that, and you will be able to watch all five of the videos about emotional eating and using Brooke Castillo's model to overcome emotional eating. It is fantastic. She is fantastic. So anyway, thanks for joining me.